0: Nothing's ever missing, it just changes in form. What an extraordinary thought that this might be from the centre of the universe, from Mount Sagamata, from the laws of nature, right back into your hand in everyday life. Nothing's ever missing, just changes in form. Well, this is so important because even the people who understand gratitude don't understand this principle if you don't appreciate it the way that you've got it you won't get it the way that you want it now what does that mean it means that if i if you say i i i lack a billion dollars uh, it me. what what i would say to you is you are a billionaire you just don't recognize the form that you've got it in now we don't know what we've got till we lose it quite often. And sometimes we, um, we, we we lose an eye, we lose a kidney, we lose a leg, we lose uh, a friend, we lose a relationship, we lose a car, we lose we lose something and we go, Oh, I, I, I wish I'd treasured that more when I had it. And so there is a principle in nature which we're going to discuss today, which basically says if you don't appreciate it the way that you've got it, you'll lose it. It's the equivalent to saying to a child, here's an ice cream, and the child doesn't say thank you, and you take it back again. What we appreciate grows. And this principle of abundance is one of the most important principles of leadership to keep you in the top of the current. Because if nothing's ever missing, it just changes form. You can't lose anything. It just comes in a different way. And understanding this is how you isolate yourself from the the, the the material gains and losses that suck people down into the into the trivia of life, into the bottom of the last four levels of the consciousness cone. And we've talked about this that when you walk in the front door of your house or you're at work as a leader and you've got people coming to you with their problems, this is the stuff that keeps you able to help because it keeps you safe. What we talk about when I ask people, if you saw someone drowning off the edge of a cliff, would you jump in and save them? What would you do? They said, yes, I'd jump in and save them. And I say, well, that's not leadership. Leadership stays on the cliff and tells the person in the water to swim to shore or throws them a buoy. But two people drowning doesn't make one healthy. And so being able to see abundance in all situations before you try and fix things is the most powerful skill it is the most essential skill i think of being a leader there never was and there never will be any limit to space this is something that overwhelms the human mind we know that it must be true because it's just one of those facts that prove themselves no one doubts it if you are able to travel through sky with speed of mind not speed of light with speed of mind which will take you to the furthest visible star in one second. And if at that rate you were to go on and on and on, what would you find? You'd find just space. Stars in it? Yeah, probably. But when the stars were no longer there, it would just simply again be space. If you think there is an end to space, what would you find there? What marks the end of space? A door? (laughs) A wall? An ocean? Or Or a bank? What? It's merely space. When your mind travels to the highest heights, to the deepest depths, to the furthest east and west, north and south, and endlessly everywhere, it will find space. Beyond the limits of space, there is more space. And so on and so on until the end of thought. It's an amazing idea. The fact that there is material existence today in the universe proves one or more of the following conclusions one whatever exists in the material world must either have been created by some power or must have always been present in some form two the material was always present therefore the material had no beginning either if it was created that which created it must have existed before it and must have always existed or must have always or it must have itself have been created if that power had always existed then it had no beginning and if it was created then some other power must have existed before it to create it every one of these propositions is capable of being proven I mean, you just have to go to any religious book and you'll find the, the, the beginning, which never asked what was the beginning before the beginning of the beginning. In reaching the conclusion that, was never, that there was never a beginning of existence in the universe, we start with the presence of matter which is known. If at any time in the past there was no matter in existence, then the power to create matter must have existed. But if there was a period... When neither matter nor the power to create matter existed, then there was nothing at all. And this would imply that there was a beginning. If there was a beginning, then just before that beginning, there must have been nothing. This is suggesting that matter or some power preceding matter must have sprung from nothing. We can comprehend that that it is possible for matter to spring from a a creative source. But it's not possible for a creative source to spring from nothing. When we use the word nothing, we mean the absence of everything except empty space. In the space is nothing. No power, not even a miracle, can spring from nothing. Therefore, there was never a beginning to the universe. So it's been said that there was never a beginning. It's also been said that there was a time when our solar system didn't exist, i.e. there was a time when nothing material was present. So it would seem then that it must have been a void that that space, which is now our solar system, was wholly occupied. Or, or, Or was it? Under the banner of thought it is possible to put everything that, has, that is not material, spirits, souls and all else that can possibly exist apart from matter, that therefore all those things must be thoughts. Therefore, if there was never a beginning, and if matter at one time was wholly lacking, and if something cannot be built out of nothing, then thought must have preceded the creation of matter. Figure it out over years, if you wish. It will stand the test. It will become more and more self-evident as your mental process ripen into a fruitful understanding of it. Everything begins with a thought. Power is the ability to do anything. But this does not mean the ability to make something out of nothing. Such a thing has never ever been done and never will. Music is the perfect demonstration of this law. We hear notes and analysis shows they are merely waves of air in vibration, the same as thought. The energy of music is the strength of a finger hitting a hammer onto a string Converting energy in one form to another. Something existed and something was created. It just changed form. The thought was an action. The action was a finger. The finger stuck, struck a string. The string vibrated and now you hear it. In the central courts of heaven, in the centre of the universe, in the centre of the cosmos, no material exists. It is pure Undiluted, light, thought, enlightenment. They are both vibrations of extreme intensity. Everything in the central courts of heaven is unmanifested. It hasn't changed from thought energy to material energy. The material world exists in other realms of existence. Here, there is just pure vibration light in the central courts of heaven there is no material here in the center of the cosmos there is only pure thought if you have mastered a moment of unconditional love in your life a moment of non-attachment a moment of supreme presence and gratitude such as the birth of a child or a moment of awe an absolute wonderment a moment where you forgot yourself and stood motionless and silent with your heart frozen in beauty, when you have, then you have once before visited the center of the cosmos, the central courts of heaven. You will know this beauty and wonder of it. You will have experienced unconditional love, which is the lack of any material, only pure light. The difference between thought and matter, between spirit and life, is life. Is the difference between ice and water you may burn a house in which you live but every atom in it will be found again some in gases that remain in the air others in solids that go to the earth and a few in ashes that are heaped up but nothing can be lost if you took a contract to end the existence of a drop of water for which you get one million dollars if you succeed you will not no matter No matter how many chemical changes the water passes through, it still lives and will live to that remote period that marks the end of eternity. By universal law, nothing can be missing. There is no insufficiency. Nothing is missing, it just changes in form. It's universal. So there can be no wanting from a universal viewpoint. Only a human mind can conceive something missing. Nothing is missing, it just changes in form. And that leads us to the concept of abundance. Abundance, which is self talk, can only come from a universal perspective. And th- from this vantage, there is no wanting. There is nothing to change, nothing's missing. It's just changed in form the universal perspective is abundant content happy there is nothing to be unhappy about it's not about personal change or trying to change something this is a little bit like trying to put five fingers on five fleas at once every time you get two pinned down the other two crawl off in different directions identifying too much with different personality traits that people are not happy with is just a material and a great waste of time. Moreover, the minute we start thinking in a certain way, we develop problem consciousness. In other words, we set out to conquer a problem in our personality. We conquer it, and no sooner do we do that, than we find 50 more. Finally, we find something we cannot conquer and we get frustrated. Then we become compulsive about trying to fix something in ourselves and finally we discover some of the problems we thought we'd fix come back. Of course, that's even more frustrating and depressing. We know when we are holding the universal viewpoint. Instead of problem consciousness, there will be an openness and grace, a sense of flow, that we have within ourselves and other people. It's the inner world. Can you see that everything you want or miss you already have? That's grace. Can you see yourself in everyone you meet? Where have you done what they are doing? Positive and negative. No separation. I mean totally. If nothing is missing, just changes in form, then everything you see is a reflection of you. Every character trait is another version of you. If they are bad, you are bad. If they are good, you are good. Putting people on pedestals is foolish. And putting people below you is disturbing to your consciousness. By asking, where have I done that? You need to be able to look at behaviour laterally. If they've committed a crime and you have not, then you need to ask yourself, where have I done what I don't like about that? For example, where have I hurt people? 1,000 little increments add up to one big action. You may need to confess this. It means getting past our identity and past our ego that we are superior or better than or more knowledgeable than somebody else. Also, you need to see the difference between thought and matter is like ice and water. Sometimes we think that our thoughts are not actions, but they are. Every thought counts. Today is an opportunity for you to do a coaching session where I take you into a self-discard form, a form in which you, you have the opportunity to use this law of abundance to break through your judgments and criticisms of other people and yourself. But you'll have to ask. Have a beautiful day. Bye for now.